There's the names. Look, who's Julian again? What a twist. Hello, and welcome to What's Happening, in which once a week I watch The Happening and review it. And usually I do this with my friend Cameron, but Cameron's in the woods this week, so <laughs> stop <laughs> laughing. This is a real thing. All right, so this week we have... Daniel. Hey, everyone. How are Daniel, you? <laughs> Daniel is my roommate, and we just uh, watched The Happening, and we watched it on TV for the first time. We watched time. it happen. Oh, it happened, indeed. So, uh... So, well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Daniel. Who, who are you? Um, well, I am a junior at Chapman University. Um, I'm an international student, so you're going to get an international perspective. Oh, where are you from? I am from Venezuela. Oh, right. Yeah. And that's uh, it. I honestly right. don't know that's, what else to that's, say. that's okay. Let's just dive right into the movie. Now, <laughs> what, was, this, was this your first time seeing it? In... I've seen this movie once before. Um, I was probably like 13 or something. And I remember that part where all the construction workers just mm -hmm. keep jumping. Yeah. And this obviously illegal immigrant just shouts, Mackenzie! No, it's Christ Mackenzie fell. Oh, Christ Mackenzie. Okay. So he says it really awkwardly. <laughs> well, now that this person has two last names. Yes. Um, we can all agree that this movie... A twist. Yes. How, what exactly did you think of it specifically? I mean... I, I, I've watched it four times in a row now, so I want some fresh, fresh blood, some fresh eyes. I don't know. I, I, I really think it's hard to describe, um, especially because it's just me talking. What, what, what do well, you think? Okay. Of, what, what have you well, said What do before? I think? I mean, I've said a lot of stuff before. Uh, I've commented on the acting, particularly by Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> Uh, She's terrible. Talked a lot about M. Night Shyamalan as a whole and his uh, filmmaking prowess. Uh, let's let's start off with the, let's start off with a segment because we, uh, each week Cameron and I have a segment. We have a few segments and one's called uh, "Good Movie, Good Filmmaking in Bad Film." Okay. So you tell us a moment in the film where it was you thought it was actually good filmmaking, just inside of a terrible movie. Good filmmaking inside of a terrible movie. Let me see. Like just, like in the past, we've done that scene where uh, Mark Wahlberg and the girl yeah. hug. That movie was cool. Although, like I said, it looked like when it was happening, this movie like blew any pattern of movie making that I ever had mm -hmm. in my head. So I really did not know what to expect. And when she came in for that little whisper hug, whatever the thing it was, I'm pretty sure she was about to say, "I need to go potty." In that <laughs> in that moment. And, and that, that would have changed everything. It, that would have changed everything. It would have been the twist that we were. What a twist! That, that would have been a twist. Oh but, yes. Uh, also, another thing is, whenever anyone curses, I go back and I put the word "twist" over the curse so that I can make this age appropriate for everyone. <laughs> Wait, so I cannot say? Okay, well, no, you can curse. I'll just put a whole bunch of twists can, over them. Okay, so um, you can say anything. Can, how about the word "sex"? Can I use that word? I think that's okay. Why would you say sex? Because, you know, like, I feel like movies sometimes are like sex. In which sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. You can and say so, that about food, too. Okay, see, <laughs> but in this movie, for example, um, it was like, you know when you have, like, really bad sex and you just go to your house, you go back to your apartment, and you go to the bathroom, you wash yourself, and then you sit in the toilet, sit on the toilet and just cry yourself to sleep? 
Well, not on not, the not to sleep on the but, but, but you do cry and you, you feel bad and you feel dirty and that's what this movie made me feel because like you said there's the some worst, good moments it's the worst kind of like one night stand except for the fact that I return to this one night stand every week <laughs> it's like uh, in Two and a Half Men when he just keeps soaking uh, up with that crazy chick or it's just like Two and a Half Men where every week something terrible happens because Two and a Half Men was terrible. But that's beside the point. <laughs> Anyways, good film. Hey, my dad watched it. Good okay. filmmaking and bad film. What's, find, us a, find us a good moment in this. I like the reveal when they just enter Princeton and everyone's just hanging from trees. That's, and there's just ladders. Yes. And you're like, what's a ladder doing here? And then it's like, I get it. See, I agree. However, the people riding in that car should have totally seen them hanging there like, and been freaked out already. But they don't start freaking out until they're in the middle of it. So, like, they're, they're looking ahead. They're like, oh, my God, everyone's there. And then um, they look gonna, up. And then they're going to just walk. They, they see these hanging people for, like, five minutes. And then finally the girl freaks out. It's like, ah! Like, no, you should have seen them this entire time. Maybe like, everyone, they're just hanging there. <laughs> Maybe everyone's just cool. There's just a very well-coordinated hanging, too. Like, there's always... It's two by two. Like, there's one on each side yeah, of the road. Yeah, that's true. It's just a very well-coordinated... But... I agree. It's it's a, it's a good reveal in filmmaking. Just it doesn't make sense. Uh, that was I think that was my good moment. Um, other than that, do you have do you have a low light? Do you have something that just sunk to the bottom of the ship when the ship's already at the bottom of the sea? Well, like I told you, like they open the whole thing mm-hmm. just by this one girl asking, "What page was I on?" And you're like, "Yeah, that's that's great. Thank you. Like that's the great opening line of this movie." And then she just says, oh, you know, you were that moment where um, which that girl was, like, killing herself or something. It's and like it, when the killer's yeah. was trying to hide the girl's body. But, like, the girl's not reading the same book that she's reading, so how would she know where she was? Yeah. Also, the cover looks like the cover from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I did notice that. And if you if you look up the movie, and you, you'll totally see that. Beast. Movie begins <laughs> with, a, with two girls. Just a twist in my head after that. Exactly, that's what you think. Uh, but the, the movie begins with two girls reading Fifty Shades of Grey. That's how the happening begins. Yes, let's pretend that's how it happens. Uh, and then he's he's slut shaming that one kid. Oh, uh, Jake. Yeah. Uh, Jake's the best character, though. His ears, though. That that <laughs> that chin. You know, Jake. You really should be interested in science. You know, it'd be great. Teen pregnancy. <laughs> no, you're perfect at fifteen. <laughs> But the nose grows by a few millimeters every year. And once you're perfect now, you won't be perfect forever. Hey, go east. <laughs> uh, okay, actually, that brings me to another segment that I'd like to call... Go uh, east. <laughs> favorite, favorite one-line character. Think of all the characters in the movie that only have one line. Just Okay, wait. So, like, when we're talking about one line, um, for example, does the... Military guy count. Does no, the military count? guy has a lot of lines. Okay, so it's so, gonna be just so like, one line. So you know how like in the classroom, like each of the kids basically has one line. Like the guy's like global warming. That like, was the he, best like thing. he has he has one line, and then there's just a few bypassers that like say a sentence and then they're done. Okay. Did you have a favorite uh, one? Wow, character? that was that was a hard one. You you should start with one right, so I can uh, think about my own. My line. favorite was when they're when they're at the diner and then the power goes out. And everyone just looks around, and it's really quiet for, like, ten seconds. And then one guy's like, uh, we have to get out of here before it starts happening here. 
Like he says it very like authoritatively, but he says here twice. So if and, like, we this, stay here, we're going to. Oh die. yeah, no. If we stay here, we're going to die here. And it's like, <laughs> yes, yes, you will. Thank you. I appreciate that. He he did not need to be so uh, demanding because I'm sure everyone assumed that they were going to die if they didn't move. Mm, what else? Uh, you you got to have a favorite. There's so many one-line characters in this movie. Uh, damn it. it! It's it's hard because I was not I was not looking for it and but now you now you bring it up. Let me see. My probably my favorite one-liner. Ah, damn it, I don't know. Probably, I, I don't know if it was just me, but I'm wondering. So, that, the bearded guy's wife, the one, um, you know, the hot dog guy. Yeah, hot dog. And, and the girl with the mustard. Yeah. Okay, I, does the wife speak, like, a she, lot of times? Because I does. think she does. Like, you know, like, but when I think about it, I don't really remember her saying anything besides that moment where she's like, they came in from the west, five miles from here, and that's it. And that's all she says. No. But, but then she she, she fakes like she's speaking. Like whenever it's like, did you bring the mustard? And she just shakes her head, but she doesn't say anything. But and so does, you she think that she's important, but she's not. She does have a line earlier. Oh really? Remember, she's like, uh, when they ex- when they come upon the the dead bodies in the street, she says, "Are those uh, are those, are those dead animals?" <laughs> and then no no, 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 no. then she says, uh, "Grab the binoculars, you know, from when you were spying on the neighbors." True, I, like, I she just about she that. just totally like says that her husband spies on the neighbors. Yeah. But then we never talk about it again and we're supposed to like the husband. You know who my favorite character in this movie is? Who's your favorite character? Joey. Joey? Joey. Because he didn't say anything. Wait, which one was Joey? So he didn't make the movie worse. That was the the, the cheating guy. The one that we Oh right. Oh, well no, 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 it's no, no, a nice shamel. No, it, it's no, it's, the, <laughs> it's actually no, a nice shamel. Yeah, remember uh, in the, Oh my gosh. <laughs> He says one word, and he says hello when Zoe Deschanel answered the phone that one time. You hear him say one word, and it's hello, but that's M. Night Shyamalan's voice. So my favorite character is M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, at least he, at least he didn't make as big a role in his last movie, because in the movie before the happening, he put himself in the movie, and his character was a writer whose work changes the world forever. Wow. Yep, he wrote himself into the thing as Incarn- a revolutionary writer. Inkart. Um, it's not even Inkart. It's, it's well, yeah, it's Inkart, but still, it's like. <laughs> well, I mean, it's. <laughs> he's just. It's so egotistical that he thinks that his writing is changing the world, like it's the new Bible. Uh, damn it. Uh, yeah, that's that is a twist. Um, what else? Other other one line characters. Uh, Wait, well, yeah, I don't you, know. You still need like a a single one line character. Like there was. Well, Joey there, wants one, but Joey. I mean, yeah, Joey just said hello. <laughs> that's literally one line. That's All right, you know what? That's, your, that's yours. M. Night Shyamalan is your favorite one-line character in this I'm, movie. I didn't know it was him. Uh, um, what, what's our next what's, segment? Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, there were more segments. I just don't remember. Uh, I mean, how, how well do you know actors? If you, if you would recast the movie, who do you think you would cast in, like, the lead roles? To make it better or to make it worse? To make it better. Oh, Because no, I, I would totally cast, like... Um, you know who I'll cast as Jess? Who? Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau would be Jess. Jess. And then... The if, little girl? Imagine that. <laughs> if you imagine well, this... Tommy Wiseau as any character would make everything better. This is the thing. It would not make the movie better. It would make it funnier. And, yes. you know, that would well, bring some comic That's movie. another thing that Cameron brought up one time. Is that 
what if you just look at the movie as if it's a comedy? <laughs> like, as if it was intentionally made as a comedy. Like, everything bad that happens, every, like, awkward pause or whatever was meant to be there. Then you would love the nuclear reactors exactly. whose clouds are just still... <laughs> yeah, that's the, such a montage. In, in, like, the, in the background of one of the shots, uh, when they pull up to the hot dog guy's house... In the background, there's, like, nuclear power plants, and it's supposed to be, like, symbolizing, oh, we're destroying our environment. But the smoke that comes out of it isn't moving. It's static. It's, it's just... It's just a picture. Uh, I'm sure it we... It's superposed. We might have brought that up before, but it's just so funny. It's just... It's such a big deal, but it's not moving. I was not expecting it to. I was actually trying to, like... I was talking to Sam while we were watching uh, the scene before that. Uh, I think it's when they split up. The parent... The... Um, the the father and Jess split mm -hmm. up and after that I was trying to make a comment to make the, the whole thing funnier but it didn't work out and so there was like this little bit of awkward silence and then <laughs> I realized that the movie itself was mocking me because it was just yeah. still like you you just you can't like try and find those bad things you just, just have to let it happen ha you just have to let whatever the movie's presenting to you just sink in oh my god just uh, was was there any relationship in the movie that you believed no was any two characters that interacted, did you believe... Dude, Mackenzie and, and that guy with no name. Christ Mackenzie and the... Christ <laughs> Mackenzie and the Mexican worker. He says it so clearly, it's just Christ Mackenzie. That was so... It's like, give him some space, dude. Like, also, seriously. he says give him some space, but like he's the closest one to the guy. <laughs> he's like on top of him, like ready to kiss him. He's like, huh. <laughs> Guys, give him some space. He's like, easy, weird, not even close to him. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see, what else, what else, what else? Um, I don't know. What are some I, other segments? Oh, is that, is that the same, se is this another segment that we're talking about right no, now? No, I, those were the two segments that I, I liked to you, or I guess the recasting thing is another thing. That's But fun. like, what if, what if you wanted to make the movie good? Like, actually. Like, if you wanted to make the movie good, the two lead characters, who would you recast I'd probably as? cast, um, let me see, a cast... Yes. Because last time I said I would Here. cast uh, Daniel Day-Lewis in, in Mark Wahlberg's role and Rosario Dawson in Zoe Deschanel's role. Mm, that could be cool. You know who I've cast? Uh, let me see real quick. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, bad, I'm bad with actor names, so okay. I'm just going to remember this real quick. I would cast Edward Norton as Elliot Moore. I think, I think Cameron might have said that too. Because... I, th I think he could he could be like that family guy that you know he's kind of relatable but he's also like smart. Yeah. But then he would actually bring feeling into it. Uh, yeah. I it's funny that, that I just said family guy and Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is, is in the Ted movie, the Ted with, movie uh, with, with Seth with, Rogen. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane. Seth Rogen. <laughs> Shut up! I'm so good with celebrities most of the time. <laughs> I'm terrible. That's why I have to look it up. I'm uh, actually on my computer. But wait, who right would now. you who would you cast in the uh, in the female lead role? In the female lead role, I would cast, uh, well, they would, it, it really depends, because there's a lot of things you could change, like you could make, you could make the couple be like a young couple, or you could make mm -hmm. them be like an older couple, and like, well, I think what they were, like Mark Wahlberg looks like way older than Zoe Deschanel. Oh yeah, he's like 10, 15 years older than her. So... Maybe I would cast someone like... Well, if you cast Edward Norton, who do you think would look good with him? With Edward Norton? Yeah. I think... Just whatever kind of style you're going for. Uh, 
I could cast Jennifer Lawrence in it, but then I don't know if that's you just like jumping on the bandwagon, or no. because I actually you, see her. You know, as she's a, she's a good actress. Like you don't have to just because someone's like popular doesn't mean you're jumping on the bandwagon. And I mean, she acts the crazy role, and yeah. like all the lines that Alma has <laughs> well, yeah, in the movie. I, I guess we're not changing the script, so it's it's still gonna be a bad movie. So you should have to make them psycho. So like you could make okay, Edward <laughs> Norton and Jennifer Lawrence psycho, psycho. couple. With Julian being portrayed by the little girl that calls out, I want to be chocolate wasted. <laughs> From Grown Ups? From Grown Ups. You have, <laughs> you have the, the, that, that Triforce in there. Hysterical. She's just being hysterical. <laughs> uh, that would that be been my great. choice. That would be your choice. Do you have a director in mind? Ooh, a director. Wow, that, that's, for, actually, that's actually a very good question. For this crazy psycho version of the happening that you've come up with. Who would you put as the director? Because uh, what is it? In my real version, I did Roland Emmerich, who's like the director of Independence Day in like 2012. I see. Because I could do uh, Wes Anderson. But that's because I enjoy his style and I Wait. think he could look like, especially, you know what reminded me of Wes Anderson? What? All the people that were just hanged. Like that one good scene that I thought of, like people were hanged oh, yeah, the in, the, yeah. in, the, in the trees and like you were passing by. And I think that's a very Wes Anderson thing to have things very <laughs> symmetrical. Except like, for suicide being the reason that it's happening. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> like <laughs> ignore it. Ignore the mass suicide aspect of it. And, and throw in unicorns. No, no, don't throw in unicorns. But like, yeah, <laughs> like, just imagine those shots, but like through a Wes Anderson style. I, I think that could work. So you're suggesting uh, the happening, same script. Directed by Wes Anderson, yes. starring Edward Norton, mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Lawrence, and, <laughs> and the, the little girl <laughs> from Grown Ups. <laughs> yes, that is that is my 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 power uh, combo. That's amazing, and I, I think it could be something. It could be a happening. I don't know if the happening, but it could be a happening. That's the sequel's name is a happening. <laughs> it's not quite the same. And it happening. could take it's place just, in France. In France. <laughs> See, so it would just be so hip. <laughs> so all of them are speaking French, including the little girl from Grown Ups. <laughs> How do you say I want to get chocolate wasted in French? I'll read it. Uh, do, do, I think it's... Um, wait, do Google Translate. Je vois, uh, here, let me see. Um, Google. Google Translate. translate. We, we're doing this, and then uh, we're doing yeah. this to French. English to French. And then we're doing the English... Come on, sorry guys. It's, uh, move it here. Uh, um, I want to get chocolate wasted. Here we go. Okay. Je vais prendre le chocolat craspillet. I don't know. I don't have no okay. idea. Okay, so keep that up because I was going to ask you for the title of the episode. But now this is going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> Je vais obtenir. Je vais obtenir le let's, chocolat. Let's, let's let, let's let um, this happen. Je veux obtenir le chocolat gaspillé. Je veux obtenir le chocolat gaspillé. Of course. So that's going to be the title of the episode, guys. <laughs> I'm sure you know that because you're going to click on it or like do whatever. But you know, it, this, we're figuring this out right now, so it's going to be awesome. Oh my god. Uh, what else? I also well, you you well, it's no, you, you, you you keep talking. Like you're my guest. I would like to hear <laughs> more of what you think about the movie. Well, I also thought that the scene where. Um, what's, is, is his, is his name Julian? Is that the, the, the Jess father? Yeah. Okay. 
So I also think that what the scene where Julian dies, if you look closely at everyone in that car, it looks like the white guy who's driving the car mm-hmm. is trying to smuggle everyone across the border. And <laughs> that is a concern because okay. they are in the East Coast. But they're actually crossing so, over. So what he means by that is that this car, including John Leguizamo, the character Julian, everyone in the car is of a Hispanic heritage. So it looks like this group of like possible Mexicans is in a jeep together, like traversing the countryside, like ready to jump the border, ready to escape. Yeah, they cross the river, like they're ready to go. Uh, um, yeah, maybe it could be a metaphor. Who knows? M. Night Shyamalan. I don't expect what if anything she... too far from that um, from someone whose name is Night. Gotta gotta ask him what it means, man. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean, M. Night? He should have done this movie like in a black and white filter. Uh, that would have made it so much... Or it should have been a black and white stark. silent movie. Just do like title cards. With Charlie Chaplin as Elliot. Uh, I don't know. What's... Uh, let me think about this. Are there any uh, hypothetical situations you thought of during the movie? Like you saw some, like what like, you saw like a character do something and then you're like, huh, I wonder what would happen if this was what was really happening. As in, like, me, like, coming up with my own theories yeah. on the movie? Yeah, your own theories. Not, like, things that could have happened, but, like... Just, like, your, your own side theories, like, say... Like, what if at the end, uh, Jess, Zoe Deschanel, finds out she's pregnant, but what if it's Joey's baby? Ooh. Oh. No. Maybe this movie takes place in the same universe as that movie with Nicolas Cage and, um, Which one? The one with the bees. And so all, oh, the, all the bees are the there. Bees. The bees let... All the bees are there. And so there's no bees. And okay. that just creates this cataclysm. So again, for context, is that at the beginning of the movie, the very first thing Mark Wahlberg does is launch into this discussion with his science class about how the bees are disappearing. And uh, that's when he asks for theories, and that's when he makes fun of his student Jake, classic Jake. Classic. But, uh, but he talks about how the bees are disappearing, but then they never bring it up Ever again. They do. The bees did happen. Well, he, he well, says he something said, like, like he mentions the, the, red, the red particle in the, in the sea and the bees. This, this has to be connected. But basically... So it, it might have been. But basically the theory, <laughs> the theory, what I'm getting is that the bees disappeared so they could be on the island of the Wicker Man with <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it is. So they, like, the people on the island of the Wicker Man commanded the bees to come so that they could sting the eyes off of Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. I think that is a, a well-done theory because, because these people knew Nicolas Cage was coming. You've got you to gotta roll out the welcome wagon when Nicolas Cage comes to your island. Nicolas Cage could have been also a possible role for a possible actor in this movie. Like, actually, I feel like Nicol- thing- Nick Cage could have been Elliot easily and the movie would stay the same. No, see, actually, That's the, really something the, I think. The one thing no- people actually don't notice is Nicolas Cage actually has a cameo as the wind. <laughs> Dude. Most people don't know that. Nicolas Cage is the wind. Like, it's, re- it's really crazy. Did you, did you not see it? Look, the credits are right there. <laughs> no, I can only see Betty Buckley's name. Is Mrs. Uh, Betty Jones. Buckley is Mrs. Jones. Yeah, right now we have the uh, TV paused on the credits because... Uh, we're not going to go through an hour and 30 of this movie, just an hour 25. Yeah. That's and all 44 seconds, baby. Oh, I, did, I did think that that scene in, in the house reminded me a little bit of this movie called The Skeleton Key. 
um, where there's just like a really creepy old lady, um, and it's like a like it's just this um, thriller movie. It's scary. Please. I saw it when I was young too. I think I saw both those movies at around the same time, and okay. so maybe that's why it, I'm that's thinking. That's why you're making about the association. It. Is but because... both of them are equally terrible. Although. The skeleton key's like scary because it's jump scares, and this is just M. Night Shyamalan trying to scare us. I, th I don't even know if he's trying to make a drama or a thriller or a horror movie. Does it say online? Does it I'm say sure what it, it is? Uh, well, <laughs> but we'll, we'll figure that out for next time. I think we've, we've done a good job of everything. And Daniel, thank you so much for filling in this week. Oh, uh, you're you've, been, you've, been, you've been a pleasure and a joy uh, to do this podcast with. And now our night will never end because we live together. Oh, yeah. Party every day. Now I'm just thinking of another scene in the movie like, that I could make fun of before oh, this is do over. Do it. You, we got time for another one. Oh, my God. What? I'm trying to think about one, but honestly, one of the things that surprised me was, um, well, first of all, the black guy doesn't die until much later in the movie. And there's you mean the kid? The black kid, yes. <laughs> the black kid. The black chubby kid. There's yes. two chubby teenagers that just happen to stick with them, like the main trio. Yeah. And they just along for the ride. And for the most part, I think they're like brats at some point. Like they're trying to be cool, but like they're obviously like not good people. But I mean, all teenagers suck. Like saying, like a 19 year old saying this right now. As a teenager myself, yes, you we you, suck. you understand, you feel them. <laughs> not that we're not like similar ages. No, you're old. Um, I'm so old. But anyway, so what I was trying to get at is that there's a, this part where they're they just happen to be in this little party thing, and like they're not they find they find a house, and they're trying to get some food because like they're hungry, and of course like it's been almost 12 hours since you've last eaten like yeah. why not run away when you can try and get some food so they knock on the on the door and i can just i, I just told sam like right there i was like that could have been the kid starts talking and being loud and knocking the door but before that he's just like open the door and then they start quarreling for like a solid minute and i just said this could be a great place for him to get shot in the face with a shotgun. And guess what? It, he didn't get shot in the face with a shotgun then, but then three minutes afterwards when the whole thing was silent, mm -hmm. a shotgun barrel sneaks quietly from an opening in the door yep. and shoots him in the stomach. Yep. And then the black guy dies after that. Yep. Then they shoot the black kid in the head. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. It's okay. These things happen on occasion. And that was, that was, that was the point. Where I said they could have done something cool, but instead they tried to get a twist in there. A twist. And with that twist, we will wrap things up for the day. That's good. Thank you very much. That's good for me. Uh, I'm Sam. And I'm Daniel. This has been What's Happening. Uh, don't watch the movie, but uh, just <laughs> here's, here's one more thing to let you know if you want to get chocolate wasted. Je veux obtenir le chocolat gaspillé. Mmm, that beautiful French accent. Good night, everyone.